1: Everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world. Peak too early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and
0: I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who's somewhere up the coast of Massachusetts. Mike, how you doing? Pretty good. You know, it's hard not to be feeling good when you get this type of weather. It is springtime. It is hot. It is warm. People are out running around. But the one thing I will say is I don't know why I'm surprised every single spring when I get hit by my seasonal allergies like I feel like I've completely forget about them and I act like it's the first time I've ever had them every year and I'm like oh my god my nose is stuffy and scratchy and my eyes itch and what's going on it's like this happens to me every year I don't know why you know I get so excited for that first big week of spring not remembering the uh the downside that comes with it so I'm fine a little bit but you know, I'm a warrior over here, still podcasting Steve. Don't don't worry about me. i will be fine. Mike, be fine. I will not
1: let you bring down the intro of this podcast. I mean, we got freaking Eeyore over here. I mean, Debbie Downer. It I'm is fighting through Boston Steve, I said marathon weekend. Week you see my you see Boston my puffy eyes. Marathon. It see is my puffy eyes. You know, it, it hits seventy-five degrees in Boston today. The sun is out. I know there's
0: pollen everywhere. I you can literally Get stop. Wipe stop, the pollen stop. off my car. We're,
1: we're done with negativity. The Red Sox are making a comeback right now. As we are speak. they? Last time I like, saw, they were down like
0: eight to three, weren't they?
1: There, it's it's seven to eight now. Okay, oh, they're baby, making a right. comeback right now. Kipchoge is in Boston as we speak. As we speak, Kipchoge, Eliud Kipchoge is in the same state as us. I will not let you bring this podcast down so, because you have the
0: sniffles. So this, I'm sorry, this is a historic
1: week for our podcast week for the greatest marathon in the history of the world.
0: Agreed. Are we willing to say that Kipchoge is running it yet, though? I feel like we've stood by the fact that until I see him standing on the line with a number on, I can't believe it yet. I can't believe it. I just posted a picture. I just posted a picture on the story. Hold on
1: me a second. Oh, Mike, I was trying to place a live bet on the Red Sox, and it didn't go through. I need to place my bet that they're going to win this game. Hold on one second. I'm sorry because the Red Sox are winning this game, and we're going to celebrate live on the podcast. Give me one second, yeah, Mike.
0: What was the score when you were when you were originally trying to place it?
1: Uh, I was. It was. It was. I was getting. I was getting plus four fifty odds. It's down to plus four hundred. I'm taking it. I'm taking it, Mike. It's still plus four hundred.
0: What inning is it?
1: Um. It is the. It is the top of the
0: eighth. And they're down by one, and it's plus four hundred. Yeah. Oh no! Come on. It says my bet is suspended. I don't know what's going on. It must mean something good's about to happen, yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go through. All right, it went through.
1: It went through. Um, I'm going to show you a picture that I just posted on the story. Okay, I'll show you this picture. Look at that. Friggin', look at that. It's a pretty sight. That's a pretty sight. Elliot Choge walking across Newberry Street with the Prue in the background. Mike, it is happening. It All is right. happening. We've said this. For years, he said he's not my goat until he runs Boston. And we've even said he doesn't necessarily need to win. He needs to have a respectable finish, but he's not our goat until he runs Boston. I'm going to say it. With that picture, with with him posting that picture, I'm going to say it. He's my goat. He's my goat. He's officially he's a in, goat. Right. in our city, he's going to be towing the line in Hopkinton. He's going to be crossing the finish line in Boston. It's it's a It's just... Everything is right with the world right now. Everything is right with the running world. Everything is right with the marathoning world. This is, it is just an amazing time of year. It is an amazing time to be a fan of the sport.
0: I am very much looking forward to a post-race interview with Kipchoge, where he's praising the Boston Marathon, calling it the greatest race in the world, praising the city of Boston, I'm I'm already anticipating that happening and I and I need that to happen. Yeah. So
1: I mean I'm 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 jacked up. We're gonna we're gonna break down the field. We uh we we're gonna we're gonna talk some if there were to be gambling odds just to kind of think about like what 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 the uh what the odds would be, give a little perspective of who's running and who's the favorite and who's the underdog. Um we're gonna talk some prop bets that we wanna throw out there. But we need to start with this, Mike. Last week, we got teased. We got, you just kind of, we were tickled a little bit. Darren Ravel sent out a tweet. Probably the only time I've ever been excited to see a Darren Ravel tweet in my entire life. He sent out a tweet that DraftKings was actively working on getting odds placed on the DraftKings Sportsbook for the Boston Marathon. That they were actively working to try and make this happen for race day, and Mike, we almost had it. DraftKings was working on this; it was looking like it was going to happen. The uh, Boston Gambling uh, uh, Commission unanimously shut it down, and they shut. I understand why they shut it down. I mean, we're two weeks out for the event. Credit to DraftKings for trying, but at the same time, we probably should have started on this more than. 11 days before the actual event but they they the the Boston Gambling Commission essentially said like from my understanding from what I read it's like they're not shutting this down for future marathons they just make sure they need to have the steps in place to make sure that you know they're they're doing their due diligence to make sure they're per- protecting the event and they're you know there isn't any foul play going on and you know I respect that you know I can I can I can say like hey like we're for all of the good things that gambling could bring to our sport. There's a lot of bad things it could be bring to the sport. So the gambling commission is essentially saying like, Hey, we need a little bit more time to make this happen, but it's a great sign. It's a great sign for the future of the marathon. It's a great sign for the future of the sport. So
0: I guess I don't fully understand that. Like what, what, what do they need to do to protect the sport in that way i guess just like what makes it different than any other sport i mean are they really what are the protections in place for some like you know random tiny little horse race track in you know middle of nowhere california that i i don't know like i guess like what what is it exactly that they're going to do all of a sudden to start protecting the sport versus
1: well, I mean Mike, you're talking when you're talking horse racing, you're talking, um you're talking a a a, a sport that has had these has had gambling on it for over a, a hundred years. And so like I feel like there's like I don't know if checks and balances is the right word, but it's it's kind of worked itself out. I think the gambling commission saying like, we know nothing about this sport. We know nothing about what these athletes are getting paid. We know nothing about the structure, about the team structure. And so at the very least, they need to look into it to make sure like it couldn't easily be fixed or like, would it, would it be, could, could uh, Elliot Kipchoge be, be incentivized to throw the race or something like that. So I think it's fair to say, like, hey, we know nothing about this. We know nothing about how this sport is set up. We know nothing about how these athletes are paid out. Like, we need to at least look into this before we just kind of green light it. You know what I mean? And I think that I, I think that's fair. You know, I, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, you know, we can't expect everybody to have the same knowledge of the sport that we have or our general understanding of it. So I, I think that's okay. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's it's a bad sign for the future of gambling on the sport.
0: So, but what about like track? Like, why was, well, I guess, yeah, why was track betting allowed? Mm-hmm. Isn't that in a similar place? I mean, I guess at the That's time a good question. When, well, I, when the I'll Olympics were saying... happening, it wasn't legal in Boston. So, if it was specifically the Boston Commission that shut it down,
1: well, like let's say let's say for um for the trials in Eugene. I think Eugene knew this was coming for a long time. So they were able to plan for it and go to the gambling commission and getting it, get it approved like well ahead of time. Like, I I feel like that was a big part of, of like their, what they saw the fan experience being in Eugene where sports gambling just got legalized in Massachusetts, mobile gambling, sports gambling just got legalized in Massachusetts I I, I don't even think that this was on anybody's radar. So I think that that's the difference there. I think, uh, you know, for the Olympics and Diamond Leagues, I think when it becomes international, it's like almost one of those things where it's somebody else's problem.
0: We don't need to worry about it, you know? So I think it's a little different there. Yeah, that's fair. The the biggest thing I'm disappointed with, and I'm sure this bet wouldn't have existed, but like one of my, uh, maybe one of my favorite bets of all time is, and I only do it during March Madness, but... We always and it's always fun for the very first game of March Madness, is to do the first ten bets. So it's, you know, you pick the team, the first team to score ten points in a game, and it's instant gratification. It's crazy, it's exciting, and it's quick. So betting on a marathon, you know, you're can be slow and the build up to it. But I would love, a, a DraftKings bet for you know, the first mile, you know what I mean? Like the what is either runner to to get to the first mile or the time, you know, the over-under for the first mile, that would be an electric bet. It would be, you'd have a reason to be glued in in that first mile and it kind of sets the tone for the whole marathon, getting your energy up, getting going. So when this eventually happens, I need DraftKings, if you're listening, to get in on that bet. I need that first mile bets. Well,
1: you we're we're kind of jumping ahead here to some of our potential props that we would have thrown out here, but I have it written down the CJ Albertson first to the 10k bet. That yes, would be the first to the 10k bet. That would be that would be awesome. That would be uh, electric. Um, I mean,
0: it, it CJ's odds would have to be higher than Kipchoge's. They would just have to be <laughs> It'd be like minus 300.
1: And and you know Mike, I think um when you're when you're talking about gambling on the marathon versus the track meets, I think it's it's almost in a lot of ways, I think gambling is going to be more important for the marathon than it will be for the track. Because if you think about it this way, the Boston Marathon is already like a massive event in Boston. There's essentially a fake holiday for the Boston Marathon that shuts down the city, shuts down the whole greater Boston area, and people have it off work. And people care about the marathon, they care about the event, but for the average person, they don't necessarily care about the performance or what's actually happening at the front of the race. They care about the event, they want to be out there, they want to cheer on their friends and family that are running the race. And even if friends and family aren't running the race, they want to be out there, they want to be part of the event. So you take that energy, you take that investment that the city has in the sport, and then you then you throw in an extra element where people can throw a couple bucks on what's happening at the front of the race. And then all of a sudden people care about the performance side of it. It, I think it completely changes the whole, uh, you know, just the whole spectator, the whole, this whole, whole fandom around the sport. And it's a shared experience, right? You sit down if you're, if you're at the event or you're watching it on TV you're kind of locked in on that TV for the next two and a half hours. So you're kind of everybody is having that shared experience of like watching and cheering and caring about that event where the track's nice. The track is is more like, I think, what like a, a horse race would be where you're kind of coming in and out of events. You're picking your events. I want this. I want that. But I feel like something like the marathon would be almost I'm not comparing it to the Super Bowl, but it would be like that shared experience of everybody watching the same event and caring about it from beginning to 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 end in a slightly different way. So I I I think it's almost more important that we get gambling on the marathon than
0: than the track. Yeah, and it's the small things, right? See, it's the small wins. Like I'm just picturing somebody who's never watched a marathon distance running in their entire life, but you know, their buddies drag them out to the Boston Marathon. They're going to go out and have a few beers in the course, have a good time. They pull out DK. They're like, you know what? Let's let's throw a couple bucks. Let's make this interesting. And in the same kind of vein as like I would do when I'm like betting on a horse race, I just pick the name I like the most. So they're scrolling through and it's like, oh, this girl's name is Fancy. Fancy uh, Chem, Chemu Tai. That, that's a sweet name. I'm going to bet on them. But then... They might Wikipedia fancy a little bit, right, and see what she's done, which is one. They're getting into it. They're talking to their friends. Oh, look at this! She won. She won this race. And then even like the small thing, it's like, you see that she's run a two eighteen marathon, and somebody who has no idea what distance running is, it's like now they're understanding what an elite marathon time is, and like what an elite woman runs in the marathon. Those are tiny, tiny little wins, right? But that's a little bit knowledge that just by hitting the button on DK, putting a bet in, they, they're gaining a little knowledge. They're getting a little bit more interested. And even if they don't ever get dragged into the sport because of it, it, it's getting them a little something, right? It's it's getting a little toe in the water there.
1: And we were talking about it on Friday when you came over to, to watch the Masters, Mike. You know, when it comes to like the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Celtics, the Bruins, I'm born into that. I don't have a choice. I was born into that. But when I'm watching golf, I don't necessarily have any natural fandoms, right? Like I don't, I'm not attached to any, there's no teams like, and I'm not attached to any of the golfers, but I was running down my list of people that I consider like my guys or my favorite golfers. And the reason that I became fans of those guys is because at one point, they had won me a bet, right? And so, and the people yeah. that I didn't like are people that had lost me a bet. And so for me, like, that's just how I'm, that's what decides my fandom in golf. Like those, the people that I root for are people that have made me a little bit of cash. So I, I see that kind of being
0: something similar for something like the marathon, so. Right, yeah, even if you know nothing about it, if you go out there with your friends and somebody wins you a little bit of money, you might be a fan for life, Yeah. So hey, let's um let's jump in. Let's do
1: our let's do our marathon preview. We'll we'll start on should we start on the guy side and then make our our side over make our way over to the women's side and then kind of so what we'll do is we'll kind of break down we'll break down the athletes a little bit. Um we'll start by giving what we think our odds for that athlete would be to win, like if you were to bet on that person what their odds were to be to win. Just to kind of give, I think it's fun because it gives some perspective of who's the favorite, who's the underdog and just kind of where everybody sits in between. Um, And then we'll talk USA and then we'll make our way over to the, to the women's side. So, um, so obviously the what, what, you know, the, the main event here, what, what we're all here to talk about, our goat, Elliot Kipchoge, Tone the line in Hopkin making Hopkinton making his way to Boston, Mike. I kind of I've kind of yo-yoed on this a little bit, but if Elliot Kipchoge were to be posted on DraftKings, what do you think his odds were would be or should be to win the Boston Marathon?
0: Well, it has to he has to be the favorite, right? Oh, for and sure. Like, I mean, there's whether, no doubt. That's not whether that's or not debate. Well, I think some people might debate it. I think some people so, might Mike, debate it. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing.
1: When you're making the odds, the odds are a combination of what should happen and also taking into consideration who people want to bet on. So there's exactly. no doubt if this was posted on DraftKings. there's It's without a question that Elliot Kipchoge would be the favorite to bet on. Now, you could make the argument that there's other runners that are better than him right now, But I I just don't think it's a debate
0: that he would be the betting favorite. Agreed. Agreed. Because I think he'd be pulling in the most bets, I think. He'd be being bet as if he's the favorite. So, agreed. I think somebody might make the argument that he's not the favorite to win. I'm not saying I'm making that argument. But I'm saying somebody might make that argument. But I, I agree. I don't think there's any reason that he wouldn't be the favorite. But in the past, we've thrown out some crazy odds for Kipchoge in, in marathons, I think in Boston, you know, he's, he is coming off a world record in 2022. So it's hard to say he's on like the back half of his career. Um, He's run as fast as he ever has. I mean, I don't know. My mind goes to something like minus minus one fifty. That's where my gut takes me. Where my gut takes me. I have
1: minus I have I have minus 175.
0: Okay. So we're in the same ballpark. In the yeah. same ballpark.
1: And I I really don't think that it's kind of like a foregone conclusion that he's going to win this. And I think it's gonna be so either. I think it's gonna be a grind out there. Um and I'm gonna take it back. And I think I've made this analogy. I think I even made this probably analogy last season, but I'm gonna run it back last season. I'm gonna run it back this this year. Um, to compare the Boston Marathon to like a different event, I think you have to compare it to something like the Masters, the golf tournament we just watched last week. When And the thing about the Masters, it's not necessarily the longest course. It's not the hardest course, but it's like it's a tricky course in the sense and they, you know, Jim Nance was talking about it all, all weekend. It's a tricky course in the sense where you kind of got to take what the course gives you. If you're a dominant player, it's not like you can go out and just be dominant. You got to take the shots that the course gives you. And I feel like you can draw a lot of comparisons between Augusta National and the Boston Marathon course. The Boston Marathon course, you kind of got to take what the course gives you. It's a challenging course in the sense that it's point to point. You got some hills thrown in there. You got some flats thrown in there. The weather can vary from freezing rain in the mid 30s to high 90s. You got to take what the course can give you and Just it doesn't matter. You could be the greatest athlete of all time, greatest runner of all time. You know, if you don't have it on that, if it doesn't matter, if the conditions don't match up with what you're capable of doing that day, it doesn't matter how great you are. The marathon has to be respected and the Boston Marathon course has to be respected. So this isn't a sterile environment like you know, to, you know, Elliot Kipchoge did to, to, to break two and, and even I think we've talked about it before. Berlin is a much more sterile environment than something like Boston. So I think you got to consider like there's a very, very good chance that Elliot Kipchoge does not win this race on Monday. And I think that makes this 10 times more exciting and 10
0: times more compelling. And I agree. I agree with all of that. And I guess I have two names here of the most likely people to and we'll call it an upset the most likely people to upset Kipchoge to be the spoiler. Before I list my two names, Steve, do you who who would you say is your one or two people you're looking at who are the most likely, the most likely to take down our goat. Not the goat, our goat. I mean, well the two
1: obvious ones would be uh um uh, Chibet. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chibet won, he won Boston, he won Boston last year, right? Yeah, he won Boston, Boston last, last year. year, and he also won New York last year, right? Yeah, so he won, yep. he won Boston, New York last year. Um, and then, um, other than that, I mean, kipruto won Boston in 2021, he won Chicago in 2022. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say Chibet and kipruto Because I think I think this because because experience on Boston, the Boston course matters. So if I were to say the two most likely to dethrone him and now I'll say I have some sleepers that I think are have a great chance of dethroning him on 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 Monday. But
0: I think most likely you have to go with those two. So those are the exact two that I'm looking at, because when I'm looking at people who can not just win Boston, right, You, you need to look beyond that. Beat Kipchoge. You need to find somebody who can beat Kipchoge and beat him at Boston. So I'm looking at people who've been able to win at Boston before. Chibet and Kipruto both been able to do it, but not just that. Sometimes you have somebody who wins Boston. And it's like like a guy like uh my guy uh, Lalisa Desisa, who I love. Right, he he's a two time Boston winner. He just he shows out for Boston. But these guys, it's like not only do yeah, they he, win Boston. Let's get that straight. The Cease is not in this
1: conversation.
0: No, no, no. I, I know. But, like, I, okay. he, he's just like a, a Boston But, like, these guys have won it recently. And within the last year or two, they've won another major, whether it be Chicago or New York. So those guys are hot right now. And they're winning majors. And they've won at Boston. They have experience at Boston. They know the course. They know how to win there. I mean, those two guys... If I am, if DK has live odds, you know, am I betting with my head or am I betting with my heart? If I'm betting with my head, I'm probably taking one of those guys. I'm probably taking the juice on one of those guys, putting my money on them to uh to to take down Kipchoge.
1: What what are you putting their odds at, Mike?
0: So if bet and. So if Kipchoge is one fifty to one seventy five, I think I'm going to say I'm probably putting both of them at like plus
1: one twenty five. No, you got to go longer than that. I go, go longer
0: than that. I don't know. I think
1: you go. I think you go Tibet. I think Tibet has to be plus plus uh you know plus one seventy five because he won he he won last year, and then I think you got to go to plus two hundred for Kipruto. You mean two to one
0: odds for Ruto?
1: Yeah, I think that for the most part, it's going to be at two to one, two to one. Gambling on the marathon, I think it has to pick the winner unless you have Kipchoge in the field. I think it has to be at best
0: two to one. Sure, that makes sense. You know, I, yeah, think I guess I was I guess I'm thinking of terms of like just beating Kim Choge, But these are marathon odds to win the marathon and a huge you still got to beat the rest of the field, too. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, so there's
1: in and so beyond that, I have two names that I think are going to be. So I think, you know, when you're looking at the pack at mile 18, 19, 20, I think you're going to have those three names but I'm looking at two other names one of which is my pick to win. Okay. So is. uh so the, the the first one is Gie out of uh Tanzania Gabriel Gie. Uh he's got a 203 marathon. Um he's 27 years old. He's going to be in that mix. He's going to be mixing it up up front and he's going to be a th- to win. But my pick, and I have him at plus 550 odds. My pick to win the 2023 Boston Marathon is my guy, Shura Kitata. Oh, he made me look like a genius a few years ago when I picked him to beat Kipchoge. In the right. 2020 London, yeah. London Marathon, I think it was 2020 or 2021. It was 2020. it was 2020. 2020. Okay, so I picked him to beat Elliot Kipchoge in the as a 23 year old, I think he was at the time. I picked him to beat Elliot Kipchoge in the London Marathon, and he friggin beat him. Okay, so he made me look like a genius back then. He's gonna make me look like a genius now. I think he's had a couple years of some injury problems the past couple of years. He dropped out of a couple of marathons and we haven't seen him much over the past year. So I think he's healthy. I think he's ready to roll. And I think he's ready to take Boston. Shura Katata, the 26 year old out of where is he from? He is from, he Ethiopia. is from Ethiopia. Okay. That is my pick to win the Boston marathon.
0: I like your strategy because we were talking earlier about people who have a history of being able to win at Boston, but you're taking a guy who has a history of being able to beat Kipchoge. And if you're going to win at Boston this year, you got to be able to beat Kipchoge. So I like that. Uh, One other guy who I do like, but I think is longer odds. I think maybe eight to one, nine to one, maybe even a little bit more. Uh, This is Andulam Belay out of Ethiopia. So he ran a 205 in 2022. But this note here that I'm reading and I don't know if he's running you know, nothing marathons. I don't know w- what these marathons are. But the note is that he's won eight out of the last ten marathons he's run. So, I mean, he's run yeah, 80% I'm right now. Yeah. And do I don't know And Dulem well, he doesn't come up on Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> let's well, see. Uh, let's see. I'm just because I'm curious now. And Doom because I saw I see the name that I see I see him on the list, but he didn't jump out to me because I don't think I've ever heard of him before. That's and why doing...
0: that's that's why I'm a little bit worried that if maybe these eight marathons he's won, maybe aren't uh right, let's take a look. I mean he's got what is it
1: two oh five? okay here we go So, I mean he has he has the time okay so he is let's see he is how old is he so he's 1992 what is that what does that put him at that so puts that him at make him 33 30 30. 30, 30. Him uh, 30 uh so let's see what are the races he's won
0: all-time professional top tens so he's got Lisbon. Got the E D. He's got. Yeah, that's all I'm seeing. <laughs> the Yeah. It's not uh Ottawa. He's got Ottawa, Mike. Uh... Got Ottawa. But listen, Steve, this is the this is the path I didn't want to go down. I was hoping you you know, you wouldn't want to look him up. You wouldn't want to all I'm reading. He's won eight of the last ten marathons he's run. He's got a history of winning. What more could you ask? You doesn't know, matter he's what. He's got to, he's got to what, the finish line. Yeah, you don't. Doesn't matter what line he's on. When he steps on the line, he's got a chance to win. So I'm taking him as a long shot. All right, all right. I like it. Should, should we talk a little bit about the Americans?
1: Oh yeah, let's do, let's jump into the USA field. Do you, you know what? I I went ahead and I wrote down my projected odds for. Top U.S. finish. You want me to read them off? Yep. Okay. So I got Fobble at plus
0: 140. Oh, this is, okay, specifically top American.
1: Top American. To win top American, I got Fobble at plus 140. Mance at plus 175. I got Matthew McDonald at plus 250. CJ Albertson at plus 300. Ben True at plus 350. (laughs) I have Paul Hogan at plus 650. I got Sam Chalenga at plus 850. And I got, who's this? Oh, Wilkerson Given, kind of a friend of the program. I got him a mm-hmm. 1,000. So those are, I know I skipped some names in there, but those are, those are kind of uh, relevant names to the program here. So.
0: so if those are the odds, here's what I'm doing. I am making two bets based on that. I'm going to take Mance at what would you say, plus 175? Yep. So I'm gonna put some money on Mance one seventy five. I like that one. And then I'm gonna sprinkle Paul Hogan at plus six fifty.
1: Ooh, okay. You That's went a different direction go. there. I I yeah. If those were the odds the DraftKings would give me you hammer mance. You at you absolutely hammer mance. But I was thinking a different sprinkle. I was
0: thinking a sprinkle on uh CJ Albertson. I like that too. I like that too, but I I like the my initial thought was, oh, my second bet would be Albertson. But I like the long odds you gave on Paul Hogan. And I think Paul Hogan's good. Now, he is it good. helps. It helps that I got a little bit of the local bias. Okay, yeah. I, will, I will admit that. But I think he's good. And I think he's I, – I think he ran – I forget what he ran at Boston last year. But he ran well at Boston last year. And I think he could be due for, like, a big breakout at any time. So, um well, you still have those long odds as to be top American. I'd probably sprinkle Paul Hogan at all these races until I got that breakout race.
1: Yeah. I like it. Now, Mike, I, unless you have anything else on, on USA,
0: you got anything else in USA? Uh No, I mean, always, always bet against Fobble. That's a fact. And, um, I mean, I always got to give love for our guy, Matt McDonald. I love Matt McDonald just because of our Atlanta experience. I think we probably told a story a million times. We were partying with his family in Atlanta. They were going crazy. They had cutouts of him. We had no idea who the guy was at the time, and he was leading the Olympic trials when he came by us, and the place was just going nuts. So I will always have a special place in my heart for Matt McDonald.
1: Bobble made us look like real jackasses last year. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) just bet against them. Uh, so I have some, I have some prop bets. You want to save prop bet prop prop bets for the end, or do you want to dive into some of the prop bets before? Let's we... come back to prop bets. Yeah, uh, we'll come back to prop bets. All right. So on the women's side, so I feel like so I I've I've read some articles about how we got a historic field on the women's side, but I I, I don't necessarily feel that way, and it's not that I think it's a weak field. I think that it's kind of anybody's race on the women's side um you know we have let's see who has the fastest time in the field here it amani, is amani amani briso. briso and so she's 31 years old she's got the ethiopian national record of 2:14.58 which is the fastest in the field by a few minutes now mike i I don't know much about her. I did some quick research, and I think she only has
0: one marathon under her belt. Am I wrong on that? That's, uh, I didn't see anything past that either. So that works in her favor. Yes. It's only marathon, and it's 2.14. But I'm going to have a much harder time putting odds on this race, because like you said, where the men side, it's like obviously Kipchoge, and then you've got, kind of a clump after that. This is just feels like one big clump because we don't know I certainly don't know enough about Amane. And then everyone else after that just feels like it could be anybody's game. So it's it, this is a very, very difficult but uh, I will say I will say go.
1: if 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 DraftKings gave me uh plus money on Amane, then I would be hammering that. I
0: have other ways I would go with it. All right, well, let's I hear it. What, what, what do you got? What do you got, What do you got? So I am looking at... We already talked about my girl, Fancy. I'm probably hitting that just off the name. But um, uh, Gideon Gibralse, world champion. Lasse? World Give, champion. No, um, so I think when you're looking at a field like this, and it's hard to... Figure out which way you're going to go. You're having a hard time figuring out who's separating themselves from the field. You got to go world champion. Um, so that would be first spot. Edna Kiplegat, if we're going to go with the route of experience at Boston, ability to win at Boston. She's the 2021 winner at Boston. In 2017. In 2017. And 2017. And we'll I will say know. this
1: about Kiplegat, though, Mike. Kippelgott 43 years old.
0: That's insane.
1: It is. And and So she was 41 when she won Boston last? I think so. Unless I'm wrong. Like let me look it up. I think she's 43 years old. So, I mean, listen. I'm not I'm not holding it against her, but it's but as we know from our guy Tom Brady, you know, Father time's undefeated. He comes I for everybody for at a certain point. 43 and, years old. And when I saw that, I mean, going through this list, just kind of going through this list and looking at PRs, you know, obviously Edna Kiplagat, you know, as a fan of the Boston Marathon, that name jumped out at me. But once I started digging a little bit and I saw 43 years old, I kind of crossed her off my list.
0: Yeah, that's that's tough. I wish you didn't tell me that. But I guess wouldn't you have said the same thing two years ago when you saw 41? Yeah, yep, Absolutely. Man, that is crazy. Yeah, forty-three years old. Okay. Steve, so I'm I'm looking at this real quick. Amani's marathon time, third fastest of all time. Yeah. So maybe maybe we're not giving her enough credit for being a heavy favorite. You gotta look at um uh uh
1: Jipkoski
0: and she does have a few other marathons too here. Oh, does she? Yeah. Jip yep. Jocelyn Jip She's
1: 29 years old. She has she won New York in 2019. She won London in 2021. She's going to be a contender.
0: And then I got Lona Salpeter. Yep, from, Salpeter, uh, Israel. She was to- third at Tokyo. Worlds. Tokyo winner in 2020. Yep, and third at Worlds, it's, uh, this past Worlds, and she's got the Worlds. I never stuff. look at Worlds for this sort of thing, though.
1: Worlds, I mean,
0: the... World Champions, Steve, World Champions.
1: No, they don't. Those don't count for the marathon. They don't. You can only look at big city. You can only like. That's fair. So, all right. So, uh, I I like uh, Gebrela, Lasse. uh, uh Lase I can't say that name. I like her. The 20 you you mentioned she finished third at Worlds, but she's also the 2021 Berlin winner. Um, But I I, my pick is still Amane Bariso. You got to I think you got to go favorite here.
0: Okay. I like it. What about American woman?
1: All right. I got my odds. You want me to list off my odds that I wrote down for the women's side? Please do. All right. So I go Sarah Sarah Hall at plus one seventy five. I got Emma Bates at plus 250. I got Alephine Tulamak at plus 250. I got Nell Rojas at plus 275. I got uh, Lindworm at plus 300. Uh, Thweet at plus 300. Um, Sarah Vaughn at plus 300. And I got Desi Linden at plus 450.
0: Okay. Well, those are all pretty close. I think, I think if, again, if those are the odds I'm given, this wasn't necessarily the strategy I was going to go, but if those are the odds I'm given, I think I'm just hammering Sarah Hall. I think I'm putting all of it on Sarah Hall. If you're going to give me plus 175 and everybody else is that close, I'm not getting a huge juice bump anywhere else. I think I'm just gonna go all in on Sarah Hall.
1: I'm putting a fandom bet on Nell Rojas because I love yeah, Nell. Yeah, I would. I would Nell, probably Nell's, do with Nell's, Nell's a yeah. Nell's a fan favorite. She's a friend of the program, so I'm putting a, I'm putting a fandom bet on Nell Rojas. But I am hammering Emma Bates. I think Emma Bates takes this home um, in terms of winning okay. the the uh, the the U.S. title at Boston this year. I think Truly she's running unbelievable. With... She's running great. I think she's. I think, yeah,
0: I just think she, she, she's, she's the one to be stopped out there. I think Tulia Mock as well. Tulia Mock, yep. be in in on the Olympic trials. So, yeah, but I don't know. I just, I just think Sarah Hall is, I think she's the favorite. And I think, again, just based on the odds you gave, I'm, I'm going all in on that. I probably do put a little bit of a heart bet on Nell just because we do love Nell. But, um, so not to jump the gun here, but I'm going to jump the gun. I had one prop bet that I thought was kind of fun. Um, higher finish, okay, higher place finish. Des Linden or Sam Okay. <laughs> Isn't that kind of a fun one? Oh, like that's that. a good one.
1: Because he was the, the thing, same age. Like, like my instinct is to is to say Sam Chalanga, without a doubt, but I feel like a couple years ago, Desi kind of like retired a little bit. She kind of she kind of was like in a position where she was ready to fade, and you know, kind of ride into the sunset and do these, you know, these obscure distances and get American records. Um, But I think in the past year and a half, she's her fire's kind of been reignited. And I think we might see the best finish out of her that we've seen in the past couple years. Oh, man, that's a tough one. I'm going to go...
0: Uh... I'm going to go Sam Chalanga. Okay. Good. Because I'll take Dez. You take you take Dez at Boston. Take yeah. Dez at Boston.
1: But you never know. But that's the thing with Dez. You never know. Like, if she's there to just do just her. Soak it in and well, you know, she, do the victory. If she's tour just there and... to, like. Do her her sponsorship stuff with Brooks and have a good time, or if she's there to to really run a fast race, Sam Chaleng is not getting on the line unless he's unless he like he's ready to grind. So, all right. All right. So I'll uh yeah I like that I'll, I'll take that bet. So that's that's a good prop bet. I like that. I like that prop bet. I got I got a handful of other ones. Do you want to? Do you got a handful of prop bets? We can kind of go back and forth. I a little bit. I got a couple. Yeah. So my um my first one is the amount of times the quote "No human is limited" is mentioned on the broadcast. I have it at four point five
0: times. whoa, four point five <laughs> uh, it's a long event. I'm taking the over. yeah, I'm taking the it's a over. long time. event. um okay, I've got how long. Not so long. We won't say into the broadcast. We'll say once the race starts. How long into the race until the first human interest story? Oh my god, ten. Yeah, I think I think we'd have to put. I think the line would have to be ten and a half minutes. Yeah, I'll I'll probably take the under. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. Uh go with oh i got a good one amount of uh drip Choge pictures that show up on the broadcast (laughs) i have at 0.5
0: uh oh oh, oh, i like that i mean it's gotta it's gotta be over it's gotta i hope so
1: i hope so i hope i hope the gq pictures show up on the broadcast of ellie kipchoge so
0: um all right this is i don't know what i'd put the odds at so both for the men's and the women's they'd have to be separate odds obviously but uh does the winner cry yes or no and i think the men's has to be significantly lower just because you'd have to if you assume Kipchoge wins Kipchoge is not going to cry so I think I don't think I don't yes. I'm going to say
1: no. I want to say no because those guys those those guys come across the line and they're just like stone cold killers and have to like they're they're too I think they they don't have the fluid left in their body to come out of their tear ducts as part of it.
0: I'm going to go no. No tears. No tears to be shed. But I mean like if you have an unexpected winner like Desi cried yeah, I don't think Desi's gonna win.
1: <laughs> right, I'm. I'm not. But I'm just saying. Like, I used to say, like, sure, Katada comes running across the finish line. I don't think he's crying. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, I guess you're you're banking on an an unexpected an unexpected winner, which is probably not good odds.
1: I have. Uh, so we mentioned we were kind of going through men's. uh men's top finishers i have top baa athletes across the finish line so um uh, matthew mcdonald is a baa athlete paul hogan's a baa athlete um i'm probably skipping some but i know harvey eric ash but i think it kind of comes down to mcdonald or or hogan who you taking
0: oh man well i already said i'm betting on paul and i love matt I'm gonna take. I'll stick with. It. I'll say Paul. I'll I'll keep. I'll keep. It's gonna it. be Paul. Times. It's gonna be. I'll mad. take Paul. Uh this is one I just thought of from the top of my head here, and I'm trying to figure out how to how to make it work. Um, I'm trying to think of like what what is an average baseball game length now with the new rules? Like I heard one the other day that was like an hour and like under two hours. So could you say like? what's what's faster the women's winner versus the Red Sox game time that's a good prop yeah that's a really yeah. good prop I just I would need to do my research a little bit more to see if that actually makes sense now I think it does I'm gonna look I think it absolutely on does. one and Move it'll be like it's day
1: game so you think it's it's gonna be moving quick I like that that's a good one I'm doing my research I'm gonna go I'm going to go, I mean, probably still going to lean on the women's marathon time, but that's a good prop. I like that.
0: Yeah. So I guess they're down to the average time is down to two and a half hours now. So, oh, it'd be amazing. Not... Yeah. It's not quite, you're still favoring the. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good prop. It's a good prop. Good prop. If, if it I like that. fast. Yeah. Um, we'll
1: stake on that. Uh, we'll we'll say, Red Sox updates. I got it two flat. What do you mean by what do you mean Red Sox that? score updates during the broadcast oh, like to like break into the, not to break yeah. into it, but how many times they mention the score of the Red Sox game? Oh, man, it's got to be more than two, right? I think two's a good number. Yeah, I guess because they might give an update during the game, and then they might say the winner or of the game.
0: Okay, I'm gonna hit the over, but but I think that's that's probably pretty good. Um, all right, I'm trying to find another one here. Will the will the men's and women's winner be from the same country oh that's a what great one at on that but i mean i think uh, that's a, that's weird, sure. I uh you
1: gotta go no because the favorites are from different countries
0: right but
1: oh man that's a that's a that's a great that's another <laughs> great prop
0: that mike i love that Oh, that would be an electric bet. That'd <laughs> that be would awesome. Be, because you wouldn't obviously know the men's winner first. So then you'd have to like change your rooting interests and
1: Yeah. Oh man, that'd be yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. That'd be great. And in the in, in the whole like the whole like second half of the marathon, you'd be like, okay, who do we have in the men's pack? And who do we have in the women's pack? That's yeah. a great one. I love that. Um mentions of
0: Ryan Hall on the broadcast set at 0.5. Ooh. All right, well in that same vein then, mentions of Galen Rupp on the broadcast at 0.5 as well. <laughs> I think maybe I go hope. over over and Ryan, under and Galen. Yeah, I think you got it.
1: <laughs> Mention uh uh Des Linden and uh and Bourbon mentioned in the same sentence. I have oh. at- one
0: point five, yeah, yeah. That won't have to be. That have to be over. They might rattle that off like a few times in a row. There, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of like, yeah, I don't like that one very much. will uh yeah i'm I'm kind of out of my good ones, I'm just making stuff up here now like will will there be I was thinking will there be a yuki highlight oh of course, yes yes or no, yeah, I don't know I think I'm out of my good ones, all these other ones are kind of lame.
1: Yeah, I'm on my good ones too. Let me see what else
0: I got. Uh, yeah,
1: it's all
0: my good ones. All right, uh, but I think that's a pretty good. We got some pretty good ideas for DK there. Yeah, let's get them up on the sports book next time. Come
1: on, Let's do it. All right, Mike. Well, uh, we got we got a big weekend coming up. Um, let us know if you're. We we haven't figured out exactly what we're doing yet. I think, yeah, we we'll, we'll, we haven't figured out exactly what we're doing yet, but there's a we, we may be able to kind of meet up with some people that after the race, so if you're around, you want to hang out, you want to grab a beer after the fact, let us know what you're up to. We might be able to sneak into the city. Um, but either way, we're going to be watching. We're going to be cheering everybody on. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a warm day. So a little bit of a little bit of a bummer to those of uh, of us that like to run in the cold, but it's going to be a beautiful day and it's not going to be it's not going to be freezing rain. So be thankful for that. Um anything else Mike on the on the marathon
0: before we kick off the bell lap? I don't think so. I think I think it's important to reiterate again that Kipchoge coming to Boston is a huge deal. It's a huge deal for this podcast. It's a huge deal for the sports, it's a huge deal for the 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 Boston Marathon. Uh, and I hope it draws the hype it deserves.
1: The Red Sox lost. No. This team stinks. <laughs> this team stinks. So, Mike, let's kick off the Bell app.
0: Well, Steve already stole the, 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 the best Bell apps that the Red Sox stink. But no, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, massive friend of the program, our girl Megan, Trent, uh, Trent's Megan, who will be heading down to Boston uh, this weekend to go run the Boston marathon. So Mm -hmm. if you see her out there on the course, give her a shout out, give her a scream, and uh, I'm sure she will crush it. So we'll be keeping an eye out there for you, Megan. And uh, good luck. Hope you're wearing your, your P2E single. I hope you, you still got it. I, uh,
1: I'm just kind of going through some of my notes that I have for the podcast today, and uh, we didn't have time to talk about it, but maybe we'll talk about it next week. There's a clip of Shelly Ann Frazier-Price uh, dominating all of the parents at her, like, her kids' field day or whatever, or kids' like track meet. It was absolutely <laughs> awesome. And it's just like, it, it's 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 amazing. Uh, so just like the greatest, you know, one of the greatest sprinters of all time, just absolutely dusting all the other parents at, uh, at a at, you know, parents, uh, the parents' race that her kids track me. Fantastic, awesome, I loved it. But other than that, Mike, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Joes.